Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Fitbucks channel. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, welcome there to, as well. Today, I'm going to be sharing you a, a real life financial journey of a Fitbucks member named Emily. She navigated all these complexities of like saving for the IDR tax bomb, filing separately versus jointly, uh, Roth conversions, backdoor Roth IRAs, all these types of things. And her story really illustrates what many of you are going through and a process that will help simplify all this stuff for you guys okay now before i, I jump into it i want to thank you guys for embarking on your financial adventure with us here at fitbucks uh, if you're new to the channel be sure to subscribe uh, hit the, the notification ring bell it helps us grow but more importantly it helps you get notifications of when new information comes out um, that can help you grow on your financial journey. If you're listening on the podcast, be sure to subscribe there as well so you're notified when new episodes come out. And, you know, let's let's jump into it. Emily's story. Let's go. All right. So with Emily, first and foremost, she was extremely confused when it came to finances and money. Uh, she was 35 years old, a healthcare professional, specifically a physical therapist. Um, husband uh, was also in the healthcare arena. Um, and combined, they had some issues here because he didn't have any student loan debt. She had like $225,000, $230,000 in student loan debt. They didn't know how to file taxes. With this IDR savings bond that they have at the end of the going loan forgiveness, uh, what happens if they want to have children, tax effects, all these different things, okay? And she had gotten some incomplete information from an accountant, incomplete information from a financial planner, tried to read about this stuff, just confused, okay, about a lot of it. A lot of misinformation out there, right? And so one of the new grad PTs that she works with told her, hey, like, you know, I use Fitbucks, like try them out. She came on, she said, okay. I, uh, she signed up, became a Fitbucks member, scheduling a call, and then we took it from there. But this is her journey of how she went through to go from this massive state of confusion to, I got a plan, I'm confident, I don't have any stress about this anymore, okay? Before we dive deeper into what she started doing, if you find yourself in that same situation of just confusion, and that's why you're here, put that down in the comments. And anything that I say, by the way, or anything questions that pop up, if you guys put them in the comments, that's how I also get uh, information on what videos to do to continue helping the, the, our subscribers. So make sure you put that in the comments, okay? Okay, so when Emily came to us, she had no idea where to start. and She immediately jumped into like student loan stuff. And we said, okay, let's back up, okay? Let's get a firm understanding of what we need to do financially because then it makes sense what to do with your taxes, okay? Those of you that, that have watched this channel a lot or listened to the podcast, you guys know about the Fitbox financial planning method. 
but I'm going to touch on it real briefly. So that way you guys that are new to the channel understand this. Okay. We organize our money into three categories, day-to-day -day money, money for future self and risk management. Okay. Money for future self is the most important from a financial planning perspective in terms of our number one goal. Our number one goal is over time to increase how much money we're doing to money for future self. That's your only long-term financial goal. And as long as you do that, you're going to be more than okay by the time you hit retirement and you're going to hit your short, like your goals and all that type of stuff. Okay. So that's the number one goal is to increase how much money you're doing to the money for future self category. Those of you that are asking yourself, well, what does that category consist of? It consists of things like short-term savings, savings for retirement, um, as well as debt payments. Okay. That's what that category consists of. So that's our number one goal. Increase how much we are doing to that category. Okay. That's so important one because it helps prevent lifestyle creep. In fact, it's so important. Uh, somebody from the Wall Street Journal just heard me talking about that on a podcast the other day. And they literally just wrote an article about that whole thing in the Wall Street Journal about folks like that money for future self piece, like to prevent lifestyle creep, like increase that over time. That's how important that is. Okay. Uh, plus we have some other videos. I'll link them in the descriptions and whatnot. So you can find out more about that part of it. Now, the other part of the financial plan though, is short-term goals. And that is to pick one short-term goal at a time, and that's what we put our available money to, okay? So long-term goal, increase how much money you're doing to money for future self. Short-term goal, pick one, do that. Okay, now I'll put that on the back burner. I'm gonna come back to that in a minute. Now with Emily, she understood that long-term goal. Once I made sure that she understood that, we went into that short-term piece. And she had to make the decision of, of how does she file her taxes? And so the first thing that we did was we went in and we said, well, how much do you actually save by filing separately on your student loans? In her case, she would save almost a, over $1,000 a month. Okay, a month. That's not a year, a month. She would save $1,000. And I said, okay, why are you hesitant to save that? And she was saying, well, because I read in some cases where like filing jointly can cost you or filing separately can cost you a lot. And it's like, yes, like how, like, do you know how much it's going to cost you? And she's like, well, no. So you see in the past, the people that she had asked were older. And in the past, when you filed separately versus jointly, there was a major difference in how much you save, okay, and how much you pay in taxes. But from a lot of situations now, that's not the case because um, a few years ago when President Trump was in office, they, Congress and President Trump, the Senate, the, Republic, uh, the House, they changed some of the stuff in the tax code. And it made it so that way filing separately versus jointly for a lot of people doesn't really make that big of a difference. Okay, And those laws sunset in next year. So they, what that means is they might not extend again. But for now, in her case, it didn't really matter. And the way that she figured that out, okay, and I, I, because I pointed this out to her, she used TurboTax to file their tax returns. On TurboTax, when you get towards the end of doing your taxes, there's an option that you can say, I want to view filing separately versus jointly. And it will literally show you the exact difference in your taxes. And in hers, it was very minimal. And she was like, I've been trying to get somebody to tell me this for like two years 
and I can't get this number anywhere. And all I had to do was look at the software I was already using. It's like, yes. Okay. So for a lot of you, um, filing separately is not going to cost that much. Now, for those of you that do, that that it does, you can actually do what's called a tax re, or a tax return reclassification in future years to actually get a refund when you file back to reclassify back to jointly. Um, I'll put a link to that podcast too. That's a completely different topic <laughs> for another day. But in Emily's case, that was the first thing that she needed to figure out, and it was like, holy cow, like. I can save $1,000 a year. It's like, yes. Now, the next part of that was in the turnaround and say, okay, well, how much do I, I need to pay in taxes? Okay. Um, and so that's what we're going to jump into next. But for those of you that are going through this, that's the first part that you have to do is how much am I saving in my monthly payment versus how much am I actually paying in taxes? All right. So then the next part was how much does she have to save? And this has to do with the financial planning method that I had told you guys about earlier, the Fitbucks financial planning method, um, and saying, well, I wanna focus on one short-term goal at a time. What do I mean by that, okay? In her case, she was gonna owe approximately $90,000 in taxes. Now, first of all, that's good to know, but that changes every year because tax laws change. Not only that, but filing separately might actually be majorly contradicting to her down the road and she might want to file it jointly because tax laws change all the time, right? So this is not something that you can just set and forget. So you got to know what that amount is that you need to save, but you need to stay on it, you know, every year, every two years. Okay. Um, and so in her case, she had to um, say, okay, I need to save $90,000. Now we have what we call a required minimum amount to save. And in her case, she would have to save about $220,000 or I mean $220 a month over 25 years in order to hit that $90,000 25 years from now, okay? The reason why that's so important from the financial planning standpoint is because the way we do that is you set up your day-to-day -day money and you set up all your expenses going out to risk management, which is like insurance premiums and stuff. And then you subtract out things, what we call minimums. So like your minimum debt payments to car payments, student loan payments, mortgages, you subtract that out. And then you also say, okay, well, what are my minimums to investments? And so at a minimum, we always say, make sure that you get your match for your like retirement for your 401k and make sure you're putting at least $50 into a Roth IRA, okay? What's left over at that point, we call available funds. This is what you have available. That's what should be going to your number one uh, short-term goal, like all that money, okay? Now, what ends up happening is a lot of people with the IDR tax bomb, they forget to save for it because it's not a, a short-term goal. They got something else. But there's still a minimum there. Just like every other debt, you have a minimum payment, you have a, a minimum amount you need to save every month. And so you should be saving that minimum amount also. And so with Emily... That was one of the key things, and that's one of the biggest errors I see people make. They forget to save for that tax bomb and include it as a minimum. Don't forget, okay? So then that comes to her next piece, how to save for it. Now, how to save for it was the next piece that Emily was really confused about, okay? Because she had heard me say during a conversation to save for it via through a Roth IRA. 
Okay. And she was like, well, I had talked to a, a financial planner and they said, if I file separately, I can't, but also between me and my spouse, we make too much money that we can't. And through the conversation, I came to realize, I was like, well, who's your financial planner? Just like most of them. It's actually a friend of hers that she had been a PT with that decided not to be a PT anymore and went into uh, financial planning and didn't know anything about like Roth IRA laws and all that type of stuff. Okay. The reason why I was saying that, and she got confused, is two reasons. One, if you make too much money or you file your taxes separately if you're married, you cannot contribute directly to a Roth IRA. Okay. However, there is what's called a backdoor Roth IRA. And that backdoor Roth IRA, and I'll link a video to it so that way you get in the description, so that way you guys can get more information on this. But in short, what you could do and what Emily could do and her spouse is set up a traditional IRA and make after-tax contributions to it and then convert those after-tax contributions over to a Roth IRA and it grows the same way. Okay. Now, the reason why in her case she would want to do that is, is so beneficial because after I told her this, okay, before we finalized her plan, she actually called the person that she knows. And their response to that was, well, you still don't want to save for it in the, in the Roth IRA because you can't take it out because you get penalized and you're going to need the money before you're 59 and a half. Again, this is just a lack of knowledge. Okay, The benefit of a Roth IRA is whatever you put in, you can take out without penalty. So remember, she's saving 25 years for this thing. So let's just say she put in $140,000 into this Roth IRA over 25 years, and now it's worth a half a million. Her contribution was 140,000. She can take that out anytime she wants to, and there's no penalty. And so that $90,000 tax bond that she's gonna have, she can take it out. Now, let's just say they take they change the tax law for the better and there is no more tax on this. Great, just leave it there. Maybe she has an emergency that she needs the money for and she can need to take it out early. She can do that. I saw that a lot with uh, COVID. Um, in fact, I just had, like, I'm, I'm recording this today and this morning I literally just had somebody email me saying they had a $10,000 major medical expense that came out of nowhere. Is it okay to take the money out of the Roth IRA? Yeah, that person had $36,000 in contributions in the Roth IRA. Take the 10 grand out, no penalty, okay? So that was gonna be her strategy was to do the required minimum amount going into the Roth IRA. So the $220 a month going into the Roth IRA. And she chose to open it with Fitbucks, the IRA, because we can convert it very easily for her on a monthly basis. So she doesn't have to worry about it, okay? But that was the key. And now with all of the rest of her money, she can go to her number one goal, which in her case was um, they had to save up about $20,000 um, for a fertility treatment. So that's what she was going to save up for. They were planning on starting it in about, in about 12 months. And so all the rest of her money, she made her minimum payment towards her student loans. She did the $220 a month towards the Roth IRA minimum for the required minimum amount to save. Um, and then she did her 401k match. All of her other money to her number one short-term goal, saving. Okay. And so that's how you can go through the same way yourself saying, how should I go through this? Specifically when it comes to, should I file separately or jointly or whatnot? Again, just to reiterate, just to summarize all that. Okay. 
Understand the big planning, financial planning picture. I always emphasize that no matter what, okay? You're increasing how much money you're doing to that money for future uh, self over time. That's, that's the biggest thing. Short term, you need to do the minimums, okay? When it comes to your student loans, if you're on an income during payment plan, you have to sit there and say, okay, separately or joint. For a lot of you, it's gonna be filing separately, okay? Then from there, what does that mean in terms of how much do I need to save for the tax? And then from there, it's how do I save for that tax? And for a lot of you, it's gonna be through a Roth IRA or a backdoor Roth IRA, okay? And then you calculate how much the minimums are that you need for each one of these things, and the rest of your money goes to your other short-term goals. So like Emily's journey, we're all faced with these trials, right? Like the, the complexities of the tax implications, strategic timing, Roth IRAs, what not to do. But she was proactive. Okay, and that's one of the things I want to make sure that you guys remember. I mean, and this is one of the big reasons why, you know, people have the Fitbox membership, especially if you're, you're on an income-driven repayment plan. Okay, that tax law changes all the time. And so those numbers change all the time. And you can always call your, your, your Fitbox expert we constantly send out emails whenever these changes happen for all of our members and make sure you're on top of these things. And basically we're here for you guys, okay? But the key is with Emily, she had this state of confusion. And once she put together these pieces and she put them into that Fitbox financial planning method, okay, it's very clear what to do. And you could do the same thing, especially when it comes to filing your taxes, married versus separately. Uh, IDR tax bomb, but for everything, it, it, it goes without saying that it'd be trying to buy your house, pay off credit card debt, whatever it is, it's the same strategy and the same method. But I wanted to make sure that I gave that, that story of Emily, because I know that you guys that again, that are used to watching us on this channel, on the podcast, listening to us, you guys have heard me say multiple times about how to save for the IDR tax bomb and give you like just bullet points. Boom, boom, boom is what you do. Boom, 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 right? But to hear somebody else actually going through it and saying, wow, like that's exactly how you implement the stuff. It's priceless because then you can see how you could take some of this information and put it to yourself as well. Okay, now Emily's journey is just one as many. If you guys want help, you know how to get a hold of us at fitbucks.com. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, be sure to do so. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, if you're listening there, be sure to do so. We'll see you guys soon. See ya.